Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we see new movies. New <gasps> movies! Woo! Yeah! It's movies, but it's the movies. E is a three. Is a three. Move threes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I always, I feel like I introduce a show like people don't know what movie you're about to talk about. Yeah. But they, they, you guys already know, so let's get this part out of the way. I mean, we could just type in mystery movie for the first time. Yeah, it's just like, what could it be? But we put a three in for mystery. Yeah. There's, there's a, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, hot takes. What are they? Hot takes is when we see new movies. We talk about the new movies. We give our impressions. First half of hot takes, spoiler free. Second half of hot takes, spoiler full. Full of mm. spoilies. It's good. My name's Robbie Anderson. I'm your host for today. I'm joined by the white knight of movies, Michael Birch. Hello. Hello. I think I finally just considered the white knight. It's it's funny for it's You've funny been for, it for a myriad very long reasons. time and I was just like just kind of <laughs> considered it and I was like that's a little problematic but like all right. Hey, listen. I mean, what can I say? Megan woke me up. You know, I, I hate to spoil what we're talking about here but it, it woke me up. I'm awake and like I I understand that I am the problem. You met her. I did. We, you we met, her. met her. We all met her. I met her in a room with a bunch of strangers. We all loved her. And she the loved movie, us, which is more she important. She loved us. The movie we are talking about today, as you guys know, we we just saw Megan. Probably the first uh, big new movie of 2023. Happy yeah. New Year. Very excited to bring it in with uh, our new queer icon, Megan. Uh, as some people are calling her. Um, I mean, I guess. I mean, I think she's pretty fucking well, straight, but like, I don't know. I think she's straight as hell. You know, or at the I very least, she pretends to be queer. Yeah, she's queer baiting. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Harry Styles over here. Whoa, <laughs> 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 look at me wear this. I think this is going to be a good episode, Ravi. I'm, I'm getting weird. the feeling. I'm, I got, I'm a, I got a glass flowing. of red wine. Holy Chilling. shit. Look at that. I got a little glass of whiskey. Cheers, buddy. Hey, cheers. There's a little overdrinkers. A little overdrinkers. <laughs> You're talking about Megan. Ah, it's going to be a good time. But yeah, we saw Megan. Uh, first big one of the year. And... Start off with a bang, kind of filling in the spot that uh, Scream, Five Cream was in last year. This kind of mm-hmm. early year winter horror movie. Um, and uh, Five Cream last year was great. And Megan is also great. But enough about what I... Before we get into what I think about Megan, Mike, what, uh, what what's your hot take on uh, Megan? You're excited uh, to meet her all day. All day you're talking about meeting her. Oh, I've been excited to meet her for a while. Uh, yeah. Today was specifically kind of intense because it was like... One of the best things about Christmas morning is that it takes place in the morning. So you go to bed early the day before so that you're there. First thing. Yeah, first thing. First thing. This yeah. was kind of the opposite. I tried to sleep as much as I could today because mm-hmm. I knew the longer that I was up before the showtime would be the longer that I would have to think about meeting Megan. Um, right, right. And... Uh, it was uh, it was great. It did not let me down. Um, it was very fun to meet her. Um she did not disappoint. Uh, although I will say that the movie was far more uh, interesting than I thought it would be, and I don't, I don't necessarily mean that posit in a positive way. I liked the movie. <laughs> I think the most important thing about this movie is that it fucking does what it promised that it would do, and that's it. Like it was like, listen, this is what we are, and this is what this we're is doing. It. Yeah, and um, uh. It is a uh, movie that was mainly marketed over social media and kind of just like poking fun at itself as like, 
the ridiculous idea that it is because it knows that it's a ridiculous idea. I think that this movie is going to be a very big window into the wide, wide decades long world of cult campy cinema, especially in horror uh, for a lot of younger kids who are going to see this and go, wait, they know that it's stupid. You know, like when yeah. you're like you're a young teenager, it might be the first thing where you're like, wait, 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 hold on a second. Like they they know that Megan's supposed to be funny. They know yeah. that because there's jokes in this movie that are all about like, isn't this silly? This is so that was like my yeah. biggest kind of takeaway from it, you know, but um, I know you got mad at me last time I was at Hot Takes and I didn't do a precise, uh, you know, like what's on the poster quotes. You got so mad at me about that. You got so mad. I'm trying to remember, but yeah, I do think I called you some, uh, some really, you some really harsh racing language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was on Avatar, right? It was and, on uh, Avatar. It was on Avatar. Well, you know, I was just mad because I just I wanted I, just I wanted you to, to be talk on this podcast, you, you know. So I talk. really just wanted to try and get it out there. I just want you to be bold, especially when we're talking about Avatar, the biggest movie mm-hmm. since they made a movie about sliced bread. And I was like, we must, we must be as 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 spicy as possible for Avatar, and sure. and we brought it. And I'm sorry I called you those names and no, the things okay. I called you off the mic, but put this on the poster. Megan is. Uh... The film of the future for a generation that has not even begun to watch film yet. That's a long, that's a long wordy quote. And all the E's in it are threes. It's like a Vanity Fair quote. You know, they get really wordy. But really like, okay, wordy. Sure, right. Uh, no, no offense to Vanity Fair. Please hire me. Please hire me. Yeah, I thought Megan uh, was great. I was very happy to meet her. I thought it was great. I agree. It was kind of like you got exactly... We you sign up for. I do think the movie has like some interesting things on its mind, but nothing that would really surprise you. Um, but it goes there, right? It goes into like those places a little bit more it's, than I expected. It's not just like it's a robot doll that kills no. people. It, I mean, because it, it honestly, um, slight spoiler alert, it's barely that. Um, yeah. PG 13 you know, movie, which I think is the smartest thing they could have fucking very. done for it. If this kind thing of, kind of brilliant. Of, went off the rails in like the kind of R rated kind of thing that it could be. I'm sure it still would have been really cool, but there is this kind of, at least for me, I was very interested in like, Oh, this is PG 13. You could tell that they kind of move some things around to kind of not only a lot for the PG 13, but also to kind of make the move. It seemed like there was stuff added to make it funnier. I don't know for a certain, like what that might be, but it does seem like maybe they started kind of realizing uh, the campiness of this thing could be kind of brought up a little bit more if they really didn't take themselves too seriously in certain characters and arcs. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, so I, I think I read an article a few days ago that was uh, Megan was originally going to be more gory. So, like, you know, going for that R rating and then they they pulled it back, which I think is, you know, for the box office, a smart decision, as we just said. But they are going to release an unrated version uh, when it comes to streaming. Which oh. is kind of exciting for me because I, a movie like this, you know, like Malignant, I, I do want to watch like once a year, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like Megan, like, you know, I really enjoyed it. I don't know if I necessarily would watch it again. But them releasing like an R-rated, unrated cut would actually get me to, like, I, I would, do- if I had to pay for it, I would double dip and, and mm-hmm. rent that. Because I would be interested they to should, see what it would be like, you know. They should call it Megan 1.5, right? Ooh. Right? Or Megan 4.0. Because she's the third or- model, right? So... She's the third model. They do that model three. Yeah. Uh, it could be 2.0. Gentrification android. Whatever Gentrification, the fuck it was. yeah, whatever they call mm-hmm. it. Megan 2.0. The whole time, the subplot in the movie is that she wants to open a coffee shop. <laughs> um, it's like, everybody drinks coffee. You could charge $6 a cup in this economy. 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 
anime, anime, anime. There's only five other coffee shops on this main strip. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think they could you know set that up for you know if they wanted to do another one. Oh, they're Megan. gonna do another. Oh, buddy, we are getting We're three getting... more of these minimum. <laughs> but that's when you do Megan 2.0, Megan 3.0. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Rise of the Megans. Well, the next one needs to be. You could turn the G into a two pretty easily, but then it's like that's M32 gonna be fucked. That's fucked up. You could do it. Did you see the tweet where someone was just like, they get to the third Megan and the <laughs> the people writing are like, fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, they probably didn't expect it to, to they didn't think that that was going to happen. Yeah, well, it did. It's I don't know, maybe they did, because they had, you know, Akila Cooper is 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 real hot right now, writer oh, of... Extremely. Yeah, she is is really killing it. Um, so, and she also wrote Malignant, Malignant which I love. Uh, James Wan did the story. It's a good team up they have going on here. Um, yeah, I thought it was just, I thought it was a very, like, tight very competent movie uh we had a good audience also we had a lot of like teenagers in there which i mean is, like, that's what was so which is like kind of fun like, it's, yeah honestly i can't remember the last time i saw a movie like that with that type of crowd yeah we had like teenage girls screaming during the scary parts of the movie which are not mm-hmm. scary but you know it, it feels elevated it's it was a very They're good theater it, yeah. experience yeah everyone like everyone's like dialing into it people laughing we had I do a think there could have been more that was like really good to listen to yeah. i don't know how much of <laughs> You heard some of what he was saying. Probably heard a little like, bit here and there. Ooh, I've got a really good one once we get into spoilers because okay. it was fucking intense. I'm excited. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I I want to say the movie looked good. I think the movie did look good, but we had a weird screening. Um, we didn't see it. at. It's not at Story Screen. So we saw it at a different movie theater where they were using uh, – Mike, you can explain it. Technically, but the the TLDRs they used a different lens, which added a blue, purplish hue there's, to everything. There's something wrong with um, like the like the gradients that was coming out, and it looked like it was lens based because it wasn't happening across the whole picture. And I don't yeah. know what the hell that could be. I have ideas, but I also don't know what the hell projector that they're using, and I'm not a professional on this. But yeah, it was giving... Uh, essentially what it is is that the greens and the blues were not communicating with each other properly. So you started getting a little bit more purples and reds in there that were kind of taking it over, and a lot of the kind of more green-based colors felt a little flushed out, which gave the movie a little bit more of like a almost Zack Snyder-y, saturated tone. It's not in... It wasn't insane. It's not insane. But it was definitely there. I mean, I'm on... I have the IMDb for Megan pulled up and they're, like, running the, the trailer through. Yeah. And I'm just, like... I'm, like, kind of pissed now because I'm, like, yeah, the movie looks so look good. Like yeah. yeah, it did not look like that. There was definitely no. a little bit of, like, a blur on most, um, you know, foreground images as well that I started yeah. to notice as it was going through. But, you know, it's, Also, like, there were... It was, doubt, like... The frame at the bottom was cut off. You could tell the frame at the shots. bottom was cut off. Yeah. It was it was cropped incorrectly for the screen. Like we, this listen. This is the kind of stuff that you would think would drive me crazy. A projectionist that yeah. owns a movie theater, but honestly, we both got over it pretty quickly. It, right? Made it kind of cute. Like I like you know. It's it was just kind of like it's like watching a watching a movie at a bar that's like motion smoothing <laughs> the audio isn't up and you're what and you're reading like the 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 closed captioning and you're just like there's something about that that just makes face off really sing you know it is a certain uh 
je ne sais quoi, so mm. to speak. But yeah, I mean, it's a it's a cool movie. It was good. I um, I want more of them. I thought the uh, I thought Megan, you know, the the titular Megan was uh, very well done. Like everything about her, from like movements, design, voice. Like I feel like they had a lot of fun, just kind of like thinking about like what things she could do but also i think the movie was very restrained in uh you know what they, what they would uh have megan do in the movie yeah i yeah I, I and i think that that is probably the smartest thing to do the less you see of megan kind of moving full body the more those full body moments when there actually is a child in there uh yeah. makes it more fun because i feel like there's not like an actual human person in the megan suit's for most of the movie, like when it's on close-ups and stuff, I think it is like a, like a robot. I'm not. They have two people credited as playing Megan. I'm like, sure. is someone because well, the there's a body there's a voice, and the there's voice. A, there's a body and a voice, right? But I just feel like uh, sometimes the the face is a little bit more, um, the face and the head seem a little bit more puppeteered than actually performed. But that could also just be a performer really kind of pulling that off. Yeah, I mean, do you think any amount of her is practical at all? practical yeah like a practical effect like do you think they have like a megan like like how oh, yeah. or how much do you think well, no, how much do you think it's, it's cg a mask. it's a it's a mask okay. it's gloves oh yeah absolutely like that's there is a performer in there doing it um honestly i was very surprised that there wasn't a whole lot of um like non-practical effects in it like they really don't kind yeah. of cheat all that much um I'm actually really even trying to like bend my brain to think that if there's something like that, but no, everything's pretty practical in this, which I think is it's pretty kinda, much like close up cool. stuff, maybe. Yeah. When oh, you're yeah, saying like touch eyes do shit, obvious shit. Like sure, that. sure, yeah. sure. I mean, and also we won't get into spoilers. I do actually think that there is a pretty big uh, thing in this movie that is primarily CG that I hadn't even thought about, but yeah, uh, we'll talk about right, it later. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, the the it's the movie just kind of structures itself exactly the way that it needs to be. Um, the performance is really good, whether it is you know um, a prop and like kind of puppeteering, or when there is like I've, I think I've even talked on the podcast with you about this before. The ending of Child's Play, slight spoilers for the ending of the first Child's Play. Um, the Chucky doll is mainly a puppet or just a doll that's not attached to anything for most of that movie. Right. And then at the very end, uh, he goes through a, um, costume change of sorts and he is shot differently for this one long take. And they obviously put a small person in, in a Chucky suit. this suit and it is terrifying because the way he moves is so much different than what you've been used to and i remember the first time i saw that fucking movie when i was like six or seven it just like too young <laughs> demolished my brain like what he looked like and so there's moments like that i believe that one also takes place in a hallway as the big full body scene that we all know about now by now with megan it takes yeah. place in a hallway yeah right um Alice Williams, also good. Uh, Violet, Mc Violet McGraw, the two uh, other characters, the two main other characters in the movie. Great performances by them. Clocked in. Love it. Uh, yeah, yeah I guess so. Uh, <laughs> you don't think they're great? I think they're clocked in on what's going on. I think they get the campiness. Um, 
I was talking with uh, Diana, my partner, about this, who did not go see the movie, but was kind of asking me about it. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to sound like a dick or anything, but I really did not buy that Allison Williams was like a like a fucking genius level toy designer who had no friends. Okay, yeah, because she's just kind of playing like herself. Part of her character is that like she has two friends and they're the people that work for her. You know, like that's supposed to be kind of like she's a little detached, which makes her kind of like not a very um she's not a very uh social person so that kind of affects her her motherly instincts i guess if they if they made like a more intense choice of making her like a bit more awkward and more removed Mm -hmm. because her character essentially in this movie uh i don't think it's giving anything away like it's allison william kind of playing her self right like, which and which is fine like and but she is playing I, her character is at the top of her intelligence like her character does things much. that are smart which i do yes. think is is communicated pretty makes sense like, it's just yeah. it was a little weird where it's like because of the comedy it kind of takes down like so wait is she just like stumbling on these ideas but like no she's designing this fucking thing she designed something in college that frankly holy shit you designed that in college yeah um and all, but like, I just feel like they don't really, um, they don't butter the bread enough for me on that. She's kind of like antisocial and removed. Like it, it hit me more as like, she's more just kind of obsessed with her job than she's like reluctant to form a connection. And I feel like that's what the movie thinks it's doing. And it just came off more as like distracted. Like she's kind of distracted not that she's avoiding the situation where she's the situation of Megan, where Katie, the little girl has come to live with her aunt who she doesn't really know all that well after her parents die. I just never got that feeling. And like, I didn't think that that's what you were supposed to think until about like three quarters of the way through the movie, when that kind of started becoming like, again, non-spoily, not being specific, that started becoming like what's happening. Like that's the kind of emotional theme that we're going through here. And I was like, Oh, I wasn't locking in on that, but okay. Yeah, it's just kind of like presented to you. I get, I can see that point. Um, yeah, I guess maybe just by nature of her, I was sold on it because she, the movie was communicating that she like was successful. She had a way of life, and she also like, but but also she like worked with toys and she worked at a toy company. So that level of like whimsy with like success yeah. i feel like i was just like i'm buying it i'm, I'm sold um also uh i'm watching girls again claire just started watching girls again so i'm watching <sighs> girls again and uh you know now I'm, now, now I'm like i've only seen the first season before and i'm watching it again i'm like it's a great show the first season at okay. least is a fun right. time it's great but uh alice williams is, is in that show and so i'm like just watching everything she's in she's also claire watched this other movie with her where she plays like a, a cellist in like some murder i think it's called perfection it's a weird oh, movie have you heard about uh, that yes i've seen it oh you yeah, have did you, wa- did you did you watch it i only i've only seen the end of it it's on a highway right <laughs> no no or no like it's called the perfe- so- it's called the perfection yes but isn't there like a scene that takes place oh if you only saw i don't want to talk about spoilers for the perfect yes i i believe i have seen that movie okay I'm it's gonna a weird look one. it up real quick yeah that's a weird one yeah look i mean up. she's uh she like i've never seen girls Oh, you haven't seen it at all? I'm just going to go actually, on out there and say I haven't seen it. I kind of think it's like a, at least that first season, man, it's kind of Mike Burge's fuck. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I, it I has mean, like big I Mike mean, Burge energy. I really want to watch Adam Driver 
butt fuck many women. Like that sounds a, like a lot of fun to me. Yeah, um, no, that's great. But um, it also it, it now watching it now in twenty twenty three, it does transport it, it transports you to a time where you're like, oh my god, the year is twenty twelve. Ah, yes. <laughs> like it is different. It's like a simpler it is different. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I was like, it's cool, but uh, yeah, just just seeing a lot of uh, Allison Williams lately. So, but she is, you know, just playing, she's playing her charismatic white lady. You love yeah, to see good. it. She's good. good. She's good. Good performances in the movie. Um, just kind of like, again, like, I feel like all the criticisms that I have for the movie are like, well, that's not what this movie is. Like, we're not interested in developing the character of Allison Williams character. Um, we're here yeah. for Megan and we need we're Megan to start here for Megan. doing things. I like how reserved the movie is at the beginning about uh revealing megan to us um they make you wait for it just like any good lover does (laughs) and um they make you want it and and by the time they finally give it to you you feel as though you're about to pop and and i popped when megan finally came in now we're gonna get right i feel like this will come up more as we get into it i just want to put on the record here that though megan looks like a little girl. She is, in fact, not a little girl. Okay. So I will never say very odd things directly. Directly. That's the word I'll use. Okay. But okay. When I when I say that when Megan came, I popped after talking about oh, uh, euphemisms with organ with uh, orgasms and stuff. I I just want everybody to know. Like, I, listen, I'm looking at Megan as a robot. That's all I see. I'm a shallow person. Okay. Yeah. No one's listen, man. You're not. No one's accusing you of anything. That is not an 11 year old girl. That is not what's going on there. It's a robot. I mean, it kind of is. So maybe I'll behave myself a little bit more. I feel like I'm already getting in trouble. Let's start over. Let's you're just ready. To, you're over. just excited to see the titular Megan. Uh, I also thought all the the Meg moments where were all properly earned and all great. Mm. Um, yeah, I want to see this unrated unrated cut where she like you know really fuck some guys up. Would fucking kill some guys. I mean, yeah. I, I again, that's kind of maybe more spoilery. We can talk about the stuff. specific. I mean, like you know, it's not the. Yeah. Uh, it's not a movie with the highest body count. No, and I'm like, it kind of makes. But it's me like, kind of like, cool. Did they maybe like, take some stuff out, or I don't really know what they could have I, I, taken out. I do out. have one that I know for a fact they took out. Okay, I'm curious to hear that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we we are dancing around spoilers enough. Uh, I think Mike, you would recommend seeing Meg- meeting oh, Megan. Highly. Go, go meet Megan and do it at a theater. Go. Yeah. Meet Megan. Do it at a theater. Uh, yeah. I think it's it's an extremely, like, tight, fun movie um, that has some cool practical effects in it. Um, and also, shout out to, like, the um, the audio design of the movie, I think, is, like, like spectacular. Shit. Very cool. I think it's very it, – a lot of things they're doing with audio in the movie is, like, what really, to me, like, sells the Megan character kind of more than yeah. anything. Um, and it's very cool. There's, there's a hump that the movie has to get over to kind of differentiate itself from other scary doll movies, specifically ones like Chucky, uh, did you see see the new Chuck? I haven't seen that. That's what I was going to say is very much specifically the new child's play, the reboot with Mark Hamill. I did see that movie pretty fun, not a great Chucky movie, but you can also tell that it was not designed as a Chucky movie. It was rewritten and plugged as, in yeah. as a Child's Play remake because it's just completely different. And it does a lot of the same things that 
Megan does as far as like artificial intelligence, being able to connect to smart devices and stuff like that. Right. The Child's Play remake just kind of maybe goes for those things in a more. It's still very campy and self-aware, but it maybe does a little too much. It kind of puts too many potatoes in the oven, as they say, the classic line. Kind of playing too, many playing too much in the, in, the, in the like post in the, the modern sandbox. In yeah, they put too many potatoes in the oven. That's the potatoes. Everybody knows yeah, what too that many means. Potatoes. Too many potatoes in the oven. Yeah, right. Too many potatoes. And you're like, Whereas, it fucking sucks. I feel like Megan's got like, uh, you know, ironically, three potatoes in the oven and they're perfect. That's it's it. the perfect amount of potatoes to have in there. I uh, I can agree with that. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, and without having seen the new Child's Play movie, I feel like it. this movie felt like a very fresh to me because I have not seen like the Chucky reboot, you know? So I feel like, you know, a lot of like I, I was curious when I was watching it. I was like, I wonder if people who have seen both like are like already tired of this, you know? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's like, I haven't seen the other one, so this is just fun for me. I don't know. And I mean, just tonally, it's a little bit different. And, you know, you kind of do have the added thing of like, you know, there is, we were joking around before, but there very much is a, um, there, there, there's a, like, uh, like the fact that Megan is a woman and that most characters in this movie are women. Yeah. Um, there's like three boys and most of them suck. Um, they're not good they're not good they're not really that great and it's but it, like that megan is a woman and is that like her quote-unquote woman like that she like can be told to turn off you know and <laughs> yeah. like has to follow orders and has all these parameters and doesn't know anything there is kind of this extra level there as she's like kind of moving from the the like holding the placement in the family unit as friend or sister to kind of guardian kind of stuff. There is like this kind of evolution that happens with that, that I really don't think that you can get from either Brad Dorif or Mark Hamill, just being like, you fucking bitch. Like you can't really get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with something like, like child's player, Chucky, like, you know, that, that movie almost like takes place where like, um, like, isn't the, the, the Chucky doll is like established and it's like, this is the thing I really want. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, Megan, this is, like, the, like, right now we have just the one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, all right, let's get into spoilers. Uh, yeah, we both recommend uh, You Gotta Meet Megan. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with spoilers for Megan. We're going to tell you who dies. We'll be right back. Yeah, I have seen The Perfectionist. That's, like, someone has, like, a stroke or something. No, right? it's, it's like Again, uh, you saw the ending. So like, I saw I think, the ending. I guess. I okay, you're right. How it ends. But I, I looked up a picture and I was like, that's like that right there. The picture of them on the highway is what I'm remembering. OK, OK. So yeah. gotcha. Lesbian romance. They both get their arms cut off. They play a cello yes. for the rapist. OK, then, yes. Yeah, I don't, yeah, weird I don't mean movie. to argue. It was weird, weird, I, weird ass fucking movie. Yeah, I kind of came, I came home during the end. I was just like. I was like, so is this movie good? She's like, it's cool. So like, all right. That's nice. <laughs> what did Claire think of uh, she was, she meet, meeting Megan? I think she thought it was it was it was very good. Kind of kind of all the same thoughts yeah. we we had. Where it's it's just kind like, of a hard movie to. It's hard to dislike. I mean, like, what's yeah. what's not to like about it? And uh, if anything, it just leaves you wanting more. And I have it's going to be people that don't will. get that it's like campy. 
but it's kind of hard to not get there. You really need to be disengaged with the movie to not understand. I feel understand. like in the beginning of the movie, there was a lot of people not laughing at what I thought the funny parts are, like immediately were, and I was like, mm-hmm. do you guys not get like what this is? But I think people figured it out. We'll talk about it in a second. I mean, I mean, we could just keep talking about it right now. I could figure it out. All right. <laughs> That's, we just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Let's go. Yeah. Whatever. So, uh, yeah. Well, uh, so now I'm hosting. Right? So welcome back to Hot Takes. Spoilies. Spoilies. Uh, yeah. Fine. Robbie, what did you think? Uh, <laughs> so what's your spoiler hot take on my um, spoiler hot take? Yeah. Uh, welcome back, spoilies. For I have to do it in this way so I can. I got you. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Welcome back to Hot Takes. Mike and I were just kind of talking. We're free balling, and then we start talking about the movie. This happens a lot. I feel like though, with it all the story screen family, where we we usually cut ourselves off and be like, "All right, let's kind of reiterate that and work that in," and that'll yeah. be the jumping off point. But or just like we'll be hanging out, and you know, all we talk about is movies anyway. So we're like, "Oh, we should save that for the pod. We should save that for the podcast." Happens a lot. Uh, we're back. We're here to talk about spoilers, and yes, I do feel like. In the beginning, the opening of the movie, I, I was like laughing my ass off. I thought it was so funny doing this Furby ripoff with the exposed teeth and they shit up candy. And I'm like, this is so funny to me. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like getting ready to like laugh because I'm like, we're in a pretty crowded theater. People are going to laugh. And like, no one's laughing. And I'm like, do, people, do you guys not get what this movie is? But I do feel like by the end of the movie, everyone was picking up what yeah. it was putting down. It's, and it's like what we were saying in the break that I did not cut out was that like, I'm just used <laughs> to doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, I think that you would have to be very hard pressed to not kind of understand. Um, the trailer the doesn't make it seem like it's not with this. No, not at all. But like, also like, again, like that as there are, there are like over a thousand different types of just like, people that watch movies like just how people interact with movies and how they see them like you know me and you and a lot of the people that we know and a lot of people that are involved in the same kind of like occupation like watching a movie for the most part is like kind of a out-of-body experience we really give yourself over like when you feel like it and that's when you can have one of the most transcendent things happen and with a movie like megan you don't have to completely turn yourself over all that much, but if you know that it's campy, that's kind of what you've done. You're kind of like, I'm not comparing this to anything else that I've seen right now because it's kind of so unique in what it's doing. And I think that's the funnest shit that Megan's got going on. But some people might not clock into that and be like, why is she singing that song? It's kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, it could also be like, she it's doesn't people, look real. You know, <laughs> it's just like, okay. I also feel like, you know, we, we mentioned, you kind of mentioned quickly, at the beginning of the show that like it's a movie that like got marketed a lot on social media mm-hmm. and probably through word of mouth mm-hmm. and i bet you like i wouldn't be surprised a lot of people didn't even see the trailer they just heard it was like a horror movie about a killer doll oh sure you know Absolutely. so like yeah yeah that could totally be the case as well but i do think you know uh yeah i mean we we're plugged into like the you know film twitter all that stuff we're we're great absorbing absorbing yeah absorbing all that toxic shit all the time mm-hmm. but uh yeah i feel like i went in with the the proper expectations for Megan, but also like, you know, a rare instance of like a horror movie just being, uh, just very accurately marketed, (laughs) which I think is kind of funny, Mm -hmm. you know? I mean, Uh, I was, again, like I was hoping for maybe a little surprises and twists and turns. I didn't really get any, but I did get maybe more thematically than I thought I would, if I can be like, I think the movies, like what it's, what it wants to say about like, parenting motherhood and also like you know i do think a, a wrinkle that's added to the the gamma character that is interesting is 
is her being able to build a better a better parent than she is able to parent. Right? Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of the that's whole her that's kind of the alternative. Whole She's like, I don't I'm not building this to to take care of my uh niece. I'm building it to take care of her. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. that's kind of thing. And like that's what I was saying before is like the fact that she built like she built Bruce, which is like this kind of like almost chappy looking uh Love robot. Bruce. Love Bruce. Love Bruce. As soon as Bruce came up, I like grabbed you and I was like, we are gonna get some Terminator 2 shit going on later on in this movie. Well, we got the alien reference at the end. And it's like it's, or the it aliens actually, it came out more as alien because they're con- Bruce is controlled by like these kind of hand motions. Yeah, it makes well they also no they rip, fucking like sense. how Bishop is ripped up in yeah. uh, aliens, they do mm-hmm. that, they rip Megan in half in the same exact way. Yeah, how um, Bruce is controlled by just hands really doesn't make any sense. Um, but it's fine because it's cool. It doesn't make sense. How would he walk? Where's he moving? But what's yeah? The leg part doesn't make he's sense. He's doing more than that, you know. So yeah. I don't it know. also like I feel like would make most sense. Like he has to look at you to match your hand motions, and then they would be reversed. So that's also kind of weird. But yeah, you know, who knows? Who cares? I, don't, I don't care. That fight was sick. Um, it was sick. It was cool. Yeah, we're getting yeah. ahead of ourselves with that one. But uh, sure, sure. But yeah, but Bruce like, is yeah, sick. that's Megan is kind of just like I think really finely constructed and put together because deep down, um. Allison Williams character is just kind of like, I don't know if I can do this alone. And it's like the yeah. last push that she needs to kind of just be like, fuck my job and what I'm supposed to be doing. This is what matters. And I can really make this work. Plus I'm not going to have to fucking talk to this kid all that much. I don't yeah. think she's doing that purposefully, but subconsciously she's kind of like, I want to do some work. She wants to do some work. She cares she's about her work. Yeah. yeah. But also you know, in the movie is also trying to be like, don't you want to like, isn't, isn't like when Megan's like strangling her at the end, she's just like, you want to be a woman who's focused on her career and not have to do this. And, yes. and that is like a, a thing that especially women have to deal with, you know, yeah. whether they're in like relationships or not have to be like, all right, well, do I have to like give up a lot of my, and you know, parents, both parents in that scenario have to go through it. But I think women absolutely, yeah, especially it's, it's like, they the, have to be like, do I give up my own autonomy to like, do to like rear this child you know yeah the theme of single parents like the, the, the or especially like single mothership uh to a child whose parents have uh died or gone missing mysteriously as the catalyst for a horror movie it's happened a lot it's kind yeah. of like your good basic go-to you can learn a lot more about each character yeah. as they bounce off of each other even the more strange they are the the better that can be and the more lessons that they can learn like one of the things is like you know you can look at you can look at Allison Williams character and kind of be like bad mom it's like yeah that's the point she's not a mom she didn't sign up for this she, she kind of frankly doesn't seem like she wants to do it i mean she's got like five tinder uh messages notifications there, like yeah. not bad go for it no get get it girl but um yeah, it is funny though like or not funny, but I, I, you know, she uses her, her strength, you know, and she's, she, she, she goes about it in the way where I, I do kind of like, I'm starting to kind of see more of your criticism before about like, just like Gemma's, uh, characterization in the movie. Cause I do think a lot of the choices that the character makes could have been, um, just weighted heavier or differently yes. if she was characterized. Cause like the thing is like, she uses her, you know, her genius and her ability to make she makes megan in like a night which i think is fucking hilarious that that part she's like she's like how are we gonna do this and then she's like i have an idea i don't want to be right. a single mom and then she just makes her yeah. in like one montage and it's like i like all the it choices fine. Fine. i like yeah. all the choices that they're making for the character and the themes 
I think that like you worded it even perfectly better than I could. It was, it's just not weighted down enough with her performance. Yeah. And I don't know. I really don't think that it's Allison Williams fault. And I don't think that it's the script's fault. I think it's somewhere in between. I think that they just didn't meet together. Like these scenes should have been written. I do believe that there's probably some stuff removed from this movie to make it a little tighter and cleaner. Uh, the detective that shows up at one point and makes that weird Where's joke he? about the kid's ear. He? he definitely had a scene where he got fucking killed by Megan and they cut it because it was too gruesome and they could have cut around it. That's what I was ah, thinking. Because like as soon as that guy shows up and I'm like, look at this skeevy. Looks like he just rolled out of fucking bed chewing a toothpick and he's just like uh-huh. such and a weird character gone. to like not see again yeah yeah that's a good point now it is also a possibility that because we have no idea what megan 2.0 will be yes but it is a possibility that megan 2.0 which is coming um oh, yeah. starts up immediately after the events of megan and that yeah well we know like, we know that she's alive we remember she's alive. when slight spoilers for uh, the David Gordon Green Halloween movies that have been out for a long time. Um, remember when uh, the first Halloween uh, 2018 David Gordon Green movie ended and you're like, what happened to the boyfriend? Yeah. Like the shitty boyfriend that she left at the dance. What happened to that guy? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, it's in the second one because it picks up right there. Like, it's possible that maybe they introduce some characters in the idea. Like, you know, the right. same with the cop who comes back, who keeps coming about the dog and stuff like that. Like, you know, that's kind of left up in the air. You know, you don't necessarily every horror movie doesn't have to kill every single person that they introduce, but it does feel like they introduced a couple characters that they were planning on having a scene with. Well, that that guy, Kurt, who like steals all the the information about Megan, I was just like, oh, he's going to do it so they don't need Gemma anymore to make their own Megan line, which Mm -hmm. can still happen because they introduced the competitive toy line. This is what I think Megan so here's this is what I think the second Megan movie is going to be. Okay. I know we're jumping ahead, but hey, man, come on, we're talking about Megan. So I'm I'm walking up to the to the whiteboard. I'm writing Megan. I turn to you, and then I put an S at the end, and then I put a dollar sign through that S. Megan's. Okay, and I go, I've seen this before. It's worked. Yes, yes. But Megan's, I do think we have this. Uh, <laughs> that, that character Kurt sends the Megan info to the competitor toy line that makes them for cheap. Mm-hmm. They make a whole line of Megans, and now you have a Megan army or yeah. multiple. Me- you have Megans. Will they do it? Fight. Perhaps, probably. Should they do it? No, because that is literally the plot of the Chucky series. Well, <laughs> is that there are like a hundred Chucky's, and they all have different broke. personalities, and they're a lot of fun to hang out with. Um. Well, I do feel like it's an easy place to go. Another thing, too, is like, and I think I worded it as like, I know this for a fact because I'm an egotistical son of a bitch. Like, I don't know this for a fact, but I swear this is what they did. Like, they were going to kill that detective. They were going to have a scene where that police officer almost died. Um, And the two uh, people, uh, the two uh, employees of hers that work in that um, tech lab, they died in that explosion because otherwise, why did she blow that up? Yeah, because she and why do they and why do they live? Because they don't do anything else in the movie. They just show up and get out of a car as a joke. They're not in the same shot as other people. And she turns the fire alarm off like immediately. It's not like it was to do anything. Like why would she do that? And I think they were like, oh, we probably had it explode and it burned them alive. We can't do that in a PG thirteen or I don't. I guess it doesn't seem that intense, but well, no, it doesn't. I mean, like you could something about it seemed odd. They could have killed them off screen or just had the fire engulf them and it would have yeah. been done. I yeah, don't know but why. They didn't. 
maybe they I, knew like, oh, this thing's going to be successful. Let's hold on to these two actors and we'll off them in the second one. But I think what's interesting is the thing about like horror movies and, and even like horror movie sequels is that like a lot of times Megan is the only character you really need to keep. And a lot of the ancillary characters, you don't always like obviously in like yeah. like Halloween is is one of the few examples where it's like you have Laurie Strode, right? Yeah. And you have that drama kind of carry over. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like in horror movies and their sequels, it's like the the character you're taking over, the, the character that's the carryover between the movies mm-hmm. is the titular, you know, yeah. is, is, the, is the person with the title. I really want that detective to come back, though. Like, I really feel he's got he's got more to bring us. He could be the Laurie Strode of... He could be of, of the Megan series, man. He could be. I, I, I told mean, you, he was as soon as he showed up. I was like, I like this guy's vibe. Yeah, and you he had you, a good vibe. I will say that you were a little befuddled at first. He was like, "This guy, really?" I think those are your exact words. And well, then he, once he started he chewing that, that fucking gum, but then he started chewing that gum and he made that crack about like the ear being found somewhere. You're like, "Oh yeah, this fucking guy." Yeah, cool. Well, he was he was just such like a character, you know? Yeah. Like he was just like such a guy. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see. If he comes back, uh, a lot of the, the body count for this movie kind of low, but I thought all the kills for as not gory as it was, were all very good. Uh, the scene with the piece of shit boy in the woods, I think is so cool. I think like everything about the way it's framed. That's that's what you see. Hmm? The best laugh best. in the movie, the the one f bomb that they get in a PG thirteen. Which I really thought they were gonna do before that when the teacher or counselor or campground Therapist. counselor. Oh, oh when, when the campground counselor like sees Megan in the car, is like, Maybe. oh, we got two people coming. And who is this? Your sister? Oh my god! Like and like yeah. kind of freaks out. And I was like, that's the perfect like, what the fuck is that kind of thing? Yeah. And I was like, oh, they wait. Why didn't they do it right there? And then like not a minute later, it's just like fuck off, Hannah, or whatever like that. You from get the, You get a really Brandon. good one. It's a really good one. Huge laugh from everybody involved. It's kids swearing fantastic always funny always, always funny. funny every time let every them do time. it all the time that's the why stranger right. things is so successful yeah because the kids swear and also swear. people love and people love the 80s they love <laughs> people love the shit. 80s man they <laughs> love the 80s bro yeah they uh, do don't they <laughs> they do uh yeah i thought that that whole sequence was cool and her getting on all you see the first like meg moves you know like her like doing the all fours thing and then you get a lot of her like i love her jittery movements at the end of the movie reminds me of malignant a little bit mm-hmm. another james wan joint um but yeah i don't know, like not too much like even in spoilers talk about we kind of covered the the thematic ground and stuff like that but um yeah, I just want I just want more. Just give me more. I mean, yeah, very excited about uh this becoming like another kind of like phenomenon kind of thing in the same way that like the conjuring kind of did for a little while there where it's like mm-hmm. oh, I got to go see Annabelle. Oh, I got to go see The Nun, you know, and I'm just like yeah. I never really jumped on that. I like the conjuring movies. I've seen the the two mains. I've never seen any of the spin-offs. Um I think it's also an example of like this is, you know, for all the comparisons you can make between this movie and like and like Child's Play, despite them rebooting Child's Play, like and I feel like you see that happen with like legacy sequels sometimes, where it's like the actual spiritual successor to that franchise is the whole new franchise. You know, it's like Megan is really like, all right, how do you make a modern Child's Play movie? And yeah. it is where it's like you don't just remake Child's Play; you just make the new, 
one of those. Whereas, like, you know, you, you, like, like Scream is always good because it's, like, it's so satirical where it's, like, you can just keep it Scream and it, like, totally works. Right, but... and, it's, and Scream also has, like, that really huge meta kind of yeah. vibe to it, too, that allows it to get away. Like, the fact that they really purposefully pushed out uh, uh, Scream V, um, mm-hmm. that's coming out pretty soon, uh, after Five Cream, because they were just, like, well... Like, that's how horror movies operate now. Saw comes out every year. You get the next year, you got another one. Like, they do it old school, like the 80s. So, like, let's just push this thing out there and get it going. Like, it's wild that another Scream movie is coming out. After such a long hiatus, we're getting another one. Yeah. And I'm very excited about it because it looks like they know what they're fucking doing. I mean, that last one was great. Um, The director of this movie I wanted to mention real quick. um, Gerard Johnstone. He's not done a ton of stuff. He has not, but he has done this movie called Housebound. Okay. Um, from 2014, which I heard a lot about, and I was trying to figure out, like, did I ever eventually see that? What's going on? And I'm looking at it, and uh, I don't recognize a goddamn thing about this thing uh, at all. Um, a young woman is forced to return to her childhood home after being placed under house arrest, where she suspects that something evil may be lurking. Sounds kind of cool. I mean, it sounds cool. The poster looks like it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, it's got some weird vibes. It, yeah, it looks like it's got like kind of like a maybe a little knowing, kind of like a like winky wink kind yeah. of winky thing wink, that he's winky doing. Wink. Yeah, everything else is kind of weird, and I wonder if. Uh... Oh, Megan has six point seven on IMDb right now. That's rude. That's a little. Yeah, but it's right. Have you seen his Rotten Tomatoes? It's like I think in the nineties still. I mean, I don't care about either of those things, honestly. So it's fuck well, it. The IMDb scores are always like lowballed sure. because anyone with a fucking computer can just make that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody with a Megan. Anyone with a Megan can just do that shit. Uh, oh, that's right. The Last of Us is tomorrow. Fuck yeah! I know this is this episode's coming out the day after The Last of Us. Yes, yeah, so we have not seen it yet. Oh boy. Yeah, we gotta make content on that. Oh, I'm I think. fucking excited, man. Dude, I'm just. Have you seen the the early reviews? People are like, "Fuck." I yeah. have, and I'm 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 very happy. I mean, I was probably gonna really like it as long as they didn't aggressively fuck it up. Um, I'm very excited uh, that they're sticking very close, which makes it fun for me to show that to Diana because as someone who Diana doesn't play video games and she's not like against watching me play video games, but like last of us is a very intense game to just watch somebody play as um, far as story driven as it is. There is a lot of like, I'm dicking yeah. around killing people. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's also like, I feel like it is like you are them and you in control of them and how you operate it is kind of how you connect with them. Um, so it, it will be fun, you know, cause she knows we were actually talking about this, um, uh, last night about like how important the last of us series is to both me and you. Cause we talked yeah. about it a lot. We really bonded over last of us uh, part two um, in the midst of the pandemic. That was like a very big pandemic thing that like one of the only people that I reached out and talked to were my friends about that game or about movies I was watching. So yeah. it's got a really uh, special place in my heart and I'm very excited that uh, excited very pretty well. looking people are playing my friends in this show. Yeah. Glad to see the handsome people playing my favorite people. Um, yeah. I mean, last of us, two, I, I loved all the conversations and the content that we tried to do on last of us two uh, was awesome. And, and you and I just like talking about it constantly. And also like, you know, that, that game coming out to the, just like myriad of discourse, good and bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think with, 
Last of Us, and uh, you know, it's it's not really it's not the fault of the show. Like the show's going to come out and be what it is, but a lot of the like, I feel like interview material, pre-show like marketing material that's coming out is like a little disingenuous. We're just like, it's the greatest video game story ever told. Yeah, it's yeah. like this is how we avoid the video clickbait. game writing clickbait curse. Shit. It's yeah, it's all clickbait, fine. and like that's you know. Fine. Yeah, I don't like that shit either. You have to like, see I through do... the bullshit of all that stuff. You have to take it for what it is and take the positive and the negative yeah. from it and then just, like, relax. They're trying to sell the show to the to super wide audience, but it is a little bit, like, you know, to the people who are capital G, ga- not even capital G gamers, but, like, someone like me where it's just like, oh, yeah, like, Last of Us is, is definitely one of the greatest video game stories ever told, and I understand why you guys want to say it is. I mean, the greatest. It really but is. But I like, you know, I you know me. I love, I love a, a slice of humble pie. I think it tastes very sweet. I think it's sure, so sure, sure. Right. Yeah. So it, it, is, it I is, always, as someone who does not play that many games, so maybe I am not the best person to say this. I do play a bit. I'm very selective with my games that I play based on like recommendations from friends. I am very story driven. I like only you like games. a narrative. I game. like a narrative yeah. game. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'll fuck around with a little outside from time to time. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, or inside. It was inside. I always get that fucked up because I think of well, Bo Burnham inside. Argu- ar- but inside that's true. Yeah. Well, in your, arguably, inside is is a very narrative. Very narrative, right? but like you know, side story. The way it does maybe not narrative. The way people think about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Last of Us like really just like blew me away. It's one of the few games I've played more than twice. I've played the first Last of Us three times. Like that is yeah. for a game that's you know. What, that's like a 50, 60 hour? The first one? The game? No, no, no. The game is... The, the first Last of Us is like... Maybe like pushing 20. Fort. Oh, come on now. I'm telling you, if man. you're like I, rushing through it, fuck that. I don't there's know. Not okay, really, right, there's not really... There's not side missions in the I game. I am not the... Well, you take your time. You breathe in the world. You find the you little... You breathe in, yeah. You get the little the medallions. Yeah. <laughs> you breathe in the <laughs> But no, I, I, I totally get it. It's the like, second it, one is that... The second one's long. It's the type of original content. You know, it's not based on anything else. You know, like it's not yeah. like a Spider-Man miles morales or anything like that it's like it's its own thing it's kind of a zombie movie but kind of not just hitting at a right moment in tv where everyone's a little exhausted on the zombie stuff but also there is no other kind of like fresh zombie stuff so i think it's gonna hit just at the right moment and the fact that it's pedro pascal who's just like riding it how often do you forget that last of us has zombies in it I because mean, for me personally, I forget all the time. People are like, "There's a zombie show." I'm like, "Wait, there's no zombies in the Last of Us." I was like, "Oh wait, that is yeah. the whole point. Yes. That's the whole thing." But yeah. like, it's it is so like intimate about like you know people and 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 people bonding and people not bonding and like the yeah. things that you know divide and and bring us together. I mean, the, you know, what everything else has disintegrated. You know, The Walking Dead just ending them launching like a bunch of spin-offs spin-off and shit. stuff and then the last of us what are the, premiering what are the, the spin-offs so i don't watch i don't watch walking dead right mm-hmm. one of the spin-offs are like it follows rick and this other character i'm like that just sounds like what the show is Michelle, is that not just yeah. what the show uh-huh. is and they're like this is what the i'm like this yeah is but rick's been gone for a couple seasons so that's the whole okay so that's that's the whole thing, that's yeah. the whole thing. Um, so they're, I'm they're not doing completely classic caught up, but i i do know what they're kind of dealing with with a bunch of with some of that stuff but um it's hitting at just the right point where it's like get ready for like the 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 last of us versus the walking dead kind of shit where people are going to be like it's just the walking dead the video game also like anybody with a with a fucking phone is going to go when did the last of us 
part yeah. one come out? And when did the Walking Dead comics come out? Oh, Walking Dead comics came out first. Last of Us ripped off. You're going to get so much of that because right, it well, very even, much even is... if the pitch is it's an HBO zombie show. Exactly. That's better. It's like, like, buddy, it's guys, already better. I mean, it's I hate to be like kind of nonsensical at the end of our like Megan episode uh, of all things, <sighs> yeah. but it's just God, like God forbid. I'm very excited about it, and I really just hope people just fucking like if you don't like it, just shut up and don't watch it, and let all of us that do like it and want to see the three seasons that they have planned play out and just let us be the vocal majority. Just please just shut the fuck. Just shut the fuck. Shut, 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 shut the fuck up. Philip Seymour Hoffman and punch drunk. Like shut up, shut up, just shut up. If you don't like it, shut up for me. It's like, I don't know. Like, yeah, let, let the people who are here to enjoy it, enjoy it. And the thing is like, if you want to have like thoughtful criticisms on like the show, have like let, we, let's have that let's talk no, about don't it. Do those either. don't do those no, no none of that either positive shit there was an interesting you're talking about um, your grandma's cooking to your grandma <laughs> shut up a, it doesn't matter if the mashed potatoes didn't taste good just be nice there was an interesting article that i think polygon posted i have not had a chance to read it but it's about uh, kind of like manufactured hype yeah i have that actually um, saved on my tabs i i want to yeah. read it because i i do you know i think it's it's written by someone who maybe is not a fan of last of us but i, I do feeling. think i think the idea though of like you know oh people having like a memory of like it's like one of the best video game stories ever told it's like yeah we marketed it as one of the best like it always was marketed as like a really good like one of the best video game stories ever told so That's it's kind of like why hbo picked it up yeah, you know, it's it like it's literally one of the best, like most known video games for having a story that's an original IP that has an amazing fan base. Yeah, that's, hopefully, yeah. yeah, I'm here for it. It's getting good reviews. It, it's the things that excite me is that it seems not only true to the source material, but also like veers away from it in interesting ways, which I think mm-hmm. is cool. And hopefully, uh, they figure out what to do with Bioshock next because that's what I want. Let's figure out how we. Let's figure out how to do that. I mean, I'm still trying, been to, trying to what they're going to do with all those Westworld sets. Yeah, fucking, I don't know. Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Ooh. Mm, yeah. I'd watch the fuck out of that. Or just make a fucking original Western. Like, I'm still all for that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, when was the last time we got, like, an actual original <sighs> Western? Yellowstone. <clears throat> well, that is very, people like that. So. People do like that Yellowstone. So that's the one where go. Kevin Costner and a bunch of girls are uh, like lost up on a mountain in the snow and they got to. Uh... Megan the way out is my yeah, they got to Megan the way out. <laughs> it's my yellow jackets, <laughs> yellow jackets, Yellowstone joke. I would I haven't seen either. So I'm just like, went I guess over, I believe you. I don't know. Over great. I was thinking like that sounds like the pitch of yellow jackets. Um all right, Mike, you got anything else you want to say on uh, anything? I'm here for it. Oh, I'm just getting started with Megan. Um, no, <laughs> um, no I, it's, Megan, again, like Megan was like, I knew what I was going in. I knew what I was going to get going in. I was very excited about, you know, not too often is there a movie that allows you to be able to play around with it before you've seen it. Do you know what I mean? And it's like the whole meet Megan and the TikTok dancing yeah. and all that different viral stuff, you know, like you sent me the the tweet of like uh, the Chucky account from Child's Play sending her like Megan can try as much as she wants, but she'll never be the goat. 
And then the Megan account responded with, okay, boomer. You're yeah, just that's like, what this okay, is like fun. Yeah. Here we are. We're having fun with this stuff. And that's all Megan needed to be. And it was that. And a little bit yeah. more. A little bit, a little bit more salt and pepper on top. It was they good. give you just they give you a little bit more thematically than it needed to, which I think is what really like, you know, elevated me from being like, it was fine. I had a good time watching it to me being like, that was really like cool. Like that was cool. And, uh, you know, I, I don't need the movie to have more in its mind necessarily, but I do hope that I do hope when they inevitably make Megan 2.0, um, I hope it does have like more in its mind. I hope it has more to say because that's another thing about like horror movie sequels. Is that I do feel like a lot of times it's just like, like yeah, we're playing the hits again. It's just like yeah, yeah. Freddy Krueger is going into your dream. Well, it's <laughs> and you like know, you know I know there's like different not, stuff in there. Yeah, the first idea for a horror movie, more often than not, not always, um, is here's a a really cool metaphor that is like spooky for something that everybody can relate to, and we'll do that with this really crazy stuff and we'll come up with things that make that metaphor work on what we're trying to say and they do it and it's really good and then they're like make another one it's like okay so it's still that same metaphor we've already rang that juice out because we didn't have a whole lot to deal with in the first one anyway so again like you say more of the hits kind of stuff until they just go well now he just runs around and calls people bitch a lot and um you know we'll just come up with really fun practical effects uh that'll make things happen which don't get me wrong if megan starts running around just calling people bitch I'm got one good one at least for one I'm movie. So like, that's really all you got to do in the second one is just like hashtag. Yeah. Uh, uh, Megan calls everyone bitch. Yeah. Perfect. It's a, it's, it's hard to know. It kind of brings up an interesting question though. Cause like, or just an interesting kind of like thought experiment where it's an interesting time to start a horror franchise now where, you know, I feel like we were talking about like kind of an old playbook. Just just now, like an old playbook of how horror movies did it. And then there's kind of like more, maybe more of like a new school approach with like the Halloween trilogy, which has been met with, you know, pretty mixed reception. You and I are aligned. Very but like, you know, so. the, the thing is the new Halloween trilogy is is the playbook of that is just like, all right, let's take a metaphor and let's kind of like transmute. Let's like transmute it and expand it per movie and just see like really how like just i think like how much they can stretch the metaphor until like rubber bands on itself and then mm-hmm. they accounted for that with a very specific character in halloween ends and i think that's like you know I-, I think those movies are brilliant in in what they're trying to do and like trying to like you know treat michael myers as cinema not to sound fucking pretentious about it but like that's that's what it is that's, that's what, what it is that's it is. what it's it is trying yeah. to bring it back it's trying yeah. to yes so I think it's just very it's very cool to like you know expand a metaphor and a concept so much so that when it inevitably snaps back, they're there to kind of catch it. Mm-hmm. So you know it's kind of like Megan is in this place of just like all right, so like what what is the play? Do you do something that's like the James Cameron like you make it bigger, you make it a little bit more actiony, you keep some of the scares? Do you do something like an old school horror playbook where it's just like we're kind of playing it again, but it's a little bit bigger. Or do you do something that's like uh, Halloween, the new Halloween trilogy where it's uh, contained and, and at the end of the day, trying to say something. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. I don't know. I, I'm The thing is though, I'm it down depends on who they get to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. You know, I feel but, like if they keep the same crew, um, from the writing all the way to the top, they'll be interested in doing something that is, you know, moderately clever but fun and yeah. self-aware 
and a little spooky. Um, That's all we need. They'll probably have to go for PG-13 again, given the success. They won't want to risk those numbers. However, it would be cool if they went rated R. I guess we'll see how the unrated version does, whether or not that gets a theatrical release, numbers on that and stuff. Yeah. I would imagine they'll play it nice and safe. You know, it's it's uh, it's Blumhouse and um, Atomic Monster and stuff like that. And they really want to make a name for them doing everything together. So, it also makes sense for, you know, because it's that production studio, for them to have a PG-13 tier yeah. in the, in, in their like, kind of portfolio, Absolutely. you know? Yep. Yeah, so it, make, it makes sense, like, necessarily. And, you know, if, yeah, we'll see what the unrated edition does. But I think, if anything, if it's successful, it just shows that people will double dip. Mm-hmm. And I think that just means that they'll do PG-13. Again. Right. Yeah, and then, then like... Which is fine. Like, lastly, too, like, I, I wanted to get this out there, is that, like, when we were talking about, like, how... People that watch horror movies, um, you know, people that might not like horror movies or might not understand campy kind of cult classic kind of stuff, like being able to engage with this and be like um, have that specific like uh, very cult genre like revealed to them is very exciting and very cool because like a generation, a whole new generation being um, just like exposed to that is very cool. Um, But also like horror fans in general have kind of changed and it's like i'm there to watch like a quote unquote elevated thing i'm there to watch a really like balls to the wall slasher i'm there to watch somewhere in between that but then i'm also there to watch this this type of movie that megan is which is like it's not it's barely a horror movie it's only a horror movie because you really can't call it anything else other than sci-fi and it has spooky elements so therefore just goes into horror her her kills I feel like her kills, despite not being "quote unquote" gory, it's, it's not a slasher in the sense that it it's should not, be yeah. because her name's in the title and it, she's. But it's killing it's gorier, it's gorier yeah. than a thriller, right? Exactly. It's it's, yeah. it's structured as a horror movie. Yeah, a thriller is more kind of like mystery, kind of like Who what's going on, it? kind of thing. Yeah, this is it's a horror movie, but like this is the type of movie that I would tell someone that doesn't like horror movies. I'm like, look. It's going to spook you a teensy bit in parts, but like it is not scary. Like, and that's not me being like, I watch horror movies all the time and they're not scary. That's like, this movie is not scary in the way that you think a horror movie would be, especially a horror yeah. movie that looks like it's about a doll murdering a bunch of people. It's more, yeah, I know. you want, you want Goofy X Machina? Here's yeah, the movie that's for you. It. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Here you go. I, I, it would be interesting to see them kind of do even more with like kind of, um, like maybe gender or something like that just to kind of like you know they have such a good baseline thematically and what they're trying to do but um you know it does to throw just kind of maybe more things into the pot to kind of add some complexity to it would be interesting to see but yeah i don't know it is uh horror is a very exciting genre right now because like you said mike we do have kind of you know things are campier or like the you know if it's a a24 neon joint the elevated horror um so yeah you know i think megan i i imagine will stay in its in its lane but uh yeah i'm curious to see what they'll add to it but you know there's a lot of movies to talk about and here at story screen we talk about all those movies because we're not the only podcast here at story screen story screen beacon.com is a it's a host of many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So head over to our website, check out all of our stuff. You can find, wow. uh, I know it's crazy. Yeah. You can find uh, uh, showtimes for the screenings that we do at our at our theater. You can also head over to 
uh, see the Wonder Bar menu, which is the the bar restaurant that's attached to the theater. You can check that all out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also are doing amazing content besides podcasts. We have articles that we put out weekly, mm-hmm. and uh, we're all really just really working hard on our top ten lists of twenty twenty two, which will you, be Holly. releasing soon. What? <laughs> Which will all be releasing very soon, so please come check that out. Uh, and hopefully by the next week, I think we're rolling those out. Best ofs? Um, yeah. Yeah, this comes out on the 16th. So it's after due date for us. Uh, yeah, we, well, mo- yeah, most things are due um, tomorrow or throughout the week for late submissions. Uh, I yeah. think, like, yeah, I think we're starting to let them out, like, around the 25th. Yeah. Cool. Right before so. my birthday. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we'll have the video coming at you on Groundhog Day, as always, as per edited, usual, edited by yours truly, Mike Burge, and yours truly, Robert Leo Anderson. Well, I, I, Who I unfortunately really couldn't mind. make it to this episode, but he couldn't be here. But mm-hmm. uh, you got me instead. Yeah, we got a. Uh, <laughs> We got Robbie with a with a three at the end instead with of the, uh, the E. R O B B I three. Yeah. R-O-B-B-I mm-hmm. three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, R O B B Y. That's how you say it. Uh, yeah. So we'll be back with more of all the shit that we do. But Mike, thank you so much for for joining me to meet Megan. Uh, I was very excited. I'm I'm glad you were there with me. I appreciate it. Keep too, me calm. Yeah. It should be hand. Robbie, but the two B's have threes instead of like the actual loops of the B's, like with little yeah. Oh, like L three, L three, kind of. Yeah, just like touching up, just a little, just a little punch up. All right, cool. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about it in Q four. All right, until next time. Bye. Bye.